episode of Injury Time, a football podcast that takes a closer look at the beautiful game in India and across the world. Taking you through the next few minutes, talking about the beautiful game will be me, Naveen, in the company of Sandeep. Hello. Sandeep, uh, national team is in, uh, in duty. Uh, it's a FIFA friendly week. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, the 3rd of September. Late, not late in the kickoff, you know. It's an 830 kickoff. Exactly. Uh, you can watch it on Star Sports. Yeah. Maybe stream on AI. Yeah, they're playing Puerto Rico. They're playing Puerto Rico. <laughs> yes. And uh, our man Naveen has been doing really long researches on Puerto Rico. So, hit it. Yeah, Puerto Rico is more or, more or less like a team that could match uh, India and all the benchmarks, like be it defensively, midfield, or even the attack. More or less like what Indian team has been in the past in the past season or two after Stephen Constantine took over the reins as the head coach of the national team. Because uh, in the past one year in particular, Puerto Rico has shown an upward trending graph in their progress. Uh, in May, they played U- United States. It was a big game for them uh, in a friendly. They lost. Uh, they lost three one. But of of what I read about that match and few videos that I could see, seemed like a team which could surprise because they went went into the lead and then eventually ended up conceding three goals. So that's how Puerto Puerto Rico's side is. But uh, after that, when they have sh- shown a good comeback in terms of results that they have produced. They have beat, uh, beaten teams like Antigua and Bermuda and Granada to get into the next Granada? round. Granada? the uh, uh, Caribbean island. Okay. Uh, so, this has taken them a step closer to qualifying into the Caribbean Cup, 2017 Caribbean Cup and also a step into the next round of CONCAF Gold Cup which is where most of the Caribbean teams always want to play along with the North American teams. So, yes, it's a team in progress just like what India is. And it will be an interesting uh, match to watch. Considering the fact that they are at least 50 places above India in uh, in the FIFA rankings, you can you? I, I this is I'm just asking because this is what you said. Surprise India. I don't think it's a surprise for India. It's like India. because you are so much higher in terms of ranking. No, the, the reason why I this is what I presume. The reason why they are up in rankings because the games which they played, they have ended up winning except for this one friendly against US wins against Antigua, Bermuda, Granada and few others during their qualification period. So wins give you more points. So that could have pushed them up the ranking table. In India's in India's case, we had games against Iran, Oman and Guam also we lost away match. But so then we start. had a couple of friendlies eh? that we won. Uh, it's not friendlies, Laos. Laos, exactly. So, that so we have climbed from 172 to in, into the 150s bracket. A, a certain bit of a climb and if we can end up win, winning this so match this, if they win this it will be um, quite a big jump I, I assume hopefully I, I don't know how the, how the whole permutation combination works in yeah, the, you beat a higher ranked team obviously your exactly, thing goes exactly. much higher so you more, get more points but uh, one interesting thing about the Puerto Rico side managed by the former Atletico Madrid B manager the youth team manager his name is Carlos Garcia Contaro and there are few players that really interest me watching those videos and when I read about them the biggest one being the captain Surprisingly, he's just 21 years old and he is a Sevilla product. Came out of the Sevilla Youth Academy, now play, now is unfortunately out of contract because Sevilla did not sign him and still looking for contracts. And with the deadline window just approaching across Europe, hopefully he'll get a club. His name well, is... If you're a free agent, I think you can sign even after. Hopefully, yeah. things work like that. His name is uh, Emmanuel DeAndre. He's a central defender and seems like a very confident guy. Uh... He marshals the troops and for a 21-year-old to have such a responsibility in the back in the back line to marshal his troops and to see that his team doesn't concede, it really says a lot about that chap and it would be interesting to watch him play because these are just videos so I can't make much of what 
kind of player he is. But what of all what I have saw what I saw in the few videos that I could seems like a good guy. And Chetri and his company will have really difficult time. That's what I assume. But talking about that and now in, now the Indian team, how do you see this Indian sh uh, team shaping up? They have had a long pre uh, preseason camp for this match in particular. Yeah. So for me, I I don't really see this match as a break or make or break moment. For me, for me, the way I see it is like, okay, you have a year before you have to do the qualifiers. So then you build up the team. Uh, I One of my colleagues from Mumbai had spoken to Sandesh Jingen and Subartha Paul in the last two days. And uh, from what I understand from the story that he did send, it was, uh, they're, they're playing the long game here. India average age is maybe mid-25 or just under 25. So if they have a young young team who can shape up into something going forward. Maybe you will see the product of if this group sticks together. Maybe you will see them become a better or a more cohesive side. Maybe even in the top hundreds by two thousand nineteen. But the question is, are we that patient? But there is no option here. You have to be patient. Like there is no club that is no team national team that is built overnight. There is absolutely none. Like you can say Iceland did spectacularly in Euro, but. The amount of work that went into making them where they were, it's a huge thing. They had a great qualifying campaign. The, most people have forgotten the fact that they had a good qualifying campaign. They just assume that, okay, they came to the tournament and then did whatever they did. But If I'm not, they were the ones who beat the lies in Netherlands during the qualifying. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact results, but they were very, very strong. And, uh, you know, that is something that we have to think about. Uh, 2019 uh, is probably the aim that Asian Cup I think is in 2019 so mm. that is what we should be thinking of or at least the qualifiers for that I'm not exactly sure of the dates so the qualifiers happen next year during the FIFA dates for yeah, the yeah. So Asian Cup we, but don't worry about the rankings mm. that will happen when it happens so at the moment what you need is first of all Constantine is given 24 players a debut uh, I think there is another new uh, man Mini who has come up Mini this time uh, he's played against Bhutan, but uh, he's come up now. So that's probably 25th or 26th, whatever number he is. So now he has to figure out the best 11 and his first substitutions. So now that's the thing. Like in the next one year, he has to figure out the team. Now you know at the back line, there's going to be Arnab Bandal, there's going to be uh, Sandesh Jingen. Gurpreet is confirmed in goal, as a goalkeeper. And now you have to think about that. Eugene and Chetri is another two who are confirmed. So build the team. So this is the spine. So build the team around mm -hmm. them, help them, like Pritam Kotal and all can come and go, Danpal Ganesh is another one who comes and goes. So yeah, you, Jackie Chandu. Jackie Chandu is good. Uh, JJ I think has uh, cemented his place uh, pretty much in the last one year. But now you have your other players coming up, like that uh, Narzari is good, that Uranta is good. Sumit uh, is good. Pasi is good. Robin is coming back from injury, so. You can see the full backs the likes of Reno Andos. Yeah, Reno is good, Keegan is good. So uh, that Rowling is also good. So you have a, a team who I think is probably one of the more technical sides that we have had in the past, in the recent past at least. So they find their first 11 and find their key players in this one year, make the team and then go forward and then you will see actually see uh, you know the proper proper difference coming through the ranks. And this is the same thing that Sandesh Singhan has said, this is the same thing that Subartha has said and even Constantine has said in the last one year. Even when we spoke to him, this is what he said. It's a long game. You play the long game, you'll get the results. The problem with India, at, at least at this moment, is they want instant results. One loss against, when you, you remember, when they went and lost in the qualifiers to Guam, 
the kind of uproar that it created and nobody saw goan as a good team but they actually were a decent mm. side exactly uh, and india had an off day like when they played here i thought india outplayed them completely like completely mm-hmm. but at that time maybe you know they were underestimating them but there was there is a build up to that squad that we did not really know so the, play the long game that is like all i'm saying just talking particularly in this uh, about this game against porto rico how do you see the team shaping up do you see an experimental squad or do you see no no there's no it's no experimental squad like maybe he'll change a few the, the spine we know who's going to play the others so that is probably five or six players that we know is going to play the others are what we are looking at now and hopefully constantine will do it in such a way that if he needs to change the game in the second half or just whenever he wants to change that he has players who can make an impact players meant for a plan b yeah players who can make an impact like how conte uh, has done for chelsea yeah. he would change the system when they are losing or draw they want to go for a win or what jackie chan did against laos brought in a player <coughs> yeah exactly so he came and changed the game mm-hmm. around so that is what we need jackie chan is surely an impact player so sudanta with pace with his pace i i am very high on azari also so let's see what he does there but do you see someone like an alvin george who's very technically sound with the ball at his feet getting into this and inside yeah he can i i absolutely think he can but then again it's the system that they play alvin has to play in the hole just behind the striker mm-hmm. so if they want to make i i don't think he'll start i think he'll be someone who can make you know bring him on to make a change like mm-hmm. go in a different direction in terms of formation in terms of playing style a plan b and he can be the really good player on top of the pyramid on, on top of the diamond mm-hmm. and that is what i hope i hope that in we develop another you know ability to rather than playing like most of the time they play long balls even if they don't want to play long balls half late we are saying a change in terms of pass more passing and off the ball movements and stuff like that so let's hope it continues and the, and for this change to come in into the indian setup i think the team needs to be a lot of matches before that very important afc asian cup qualifiers come in next season so the coming dates like last time when i spoke to konstan and he said fifa days are not the only thing that we are looking for because india as a team cannot just play on fifa days you need to play more you need to play out of fifa days you need to get teams who are willing to play india out of fifa days man and thanks to the indian football league system you have a lot of free time exactly. to exactly you have what do you want that, like an off season that goes up to 8 to 9 months yeah yeah four season maybe you have five months of football mm-hmm. isl i league included and then it's like you know a long uh barren spell where nothing's happening i think play. that's where something like a bhutan happened india traveled down to bhutan to play yeah good play. good for them they wanted to get hopefully such things do happen in future also yeah. where the team is kept busy the players are kept because during an off season players do tend to relax and if that yeah, laxity creates they need the off season so mm-hmm. there is you can't berate them for doing that they need the off season but the problem here is the off season is too long too long exactly So then, when they come back to get to match fit level, is very difficult because their their fitness level might have gone down. I'm saying might because a lot of them take care of themselves. Definitely. Really, really, you know, work in the gym and stuff like that. But it's being fit and being match fit are two, two different things. Two different things. So moving on from the Puerto Rico match to something that is that will be following the Puerto Rico match, the Indian Super League, the third season of the Indian Super League. Yes. And maybe it's the second last or the last. Oh. Yeah, second last or the last. Let's see how it works out. Still, there is no. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, but they'll become Indian Super League becomes your first league. Yeah. So I don't. So yeah, don't know. Yeah. There's no clear pathway as of yet. But the biggest news that coming in about the ISL is from Pune. 
Edward Gudjonsson. Edward Gudjonsson. The Iceman has been signed by the Pune franchise. He's not the Iceman, dude. From Iceland, so I just keep calling him the Iceman. Don't call him Iceman. <laughs> he is one. He, I'm as a Chelsea fan. I used to love watching him when he was in Chelsea. He is absolutely outstanding. He's got great technical ability. He's very aware. He's not very pacey and stuff, but you know his ability was just to be a very classy player. To be where. Where a striker should be. Yeah, I mean, he he for Chelsea, I think he used to play just off of Drogba mm-hmm. when Mourinho came in, or just on top of the midfield or something like that. So, and he used to be a great player. I re- I was really admired him as a, and I was very upset when he went to Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, but at the age of thirteen, do you see those abilities? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Uh, at thirty-seven, do you see? Those abilities coming into Indian football now through Pudians. I mean, he can do it because he's someone who's never really relied on his pace. Mm-hmm. So I think he can still do produce those moments because a lot of it is you know his technical abilities, mm-hmm. first touches, his movements, his ability to pick a pass mm-hmm. and see the pass more than you know first in the first. And like, you'll have someone like uh, Eugene Chilingo to deliver those passes in Pune side. Yeah, so it will be interesting to watch. I don't know how much he will play because a lot of times you see marquee you players don't play say much. that play that much, but. I am quite interested in seeing him play. So that's about the ISL. But talking about an I-League club, DSK Shivajians, mm. they have roped in Kim Song Young, who was with the I-League champions Bengaluru FC last time round when they won the title. An interesting signing. Yeah, they need somebody like last 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 season we saw DSK came into their own towards the end of the season. End of the season. So now they'll have a pre-season. They're playing Duran Cup, and then when they come back, when you have someone like Kim. I won't say he's a prolific goal scorer. He's not a great goal scorer, but he will give you that presence in in the center, like in in the box. Like he'll jump for the ball. He's he's tall. He's strong. Uh, he's good header of the ball. So they they'll give them another dimension. So I think he's a good signing for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, but this time round again, I think DSK would turn out to be a different side because last time they were under Derek Pereira. This time hmm. it's not Derek Pereira. It's Dave Rogers who's taken over the reins. So we don't really know much about Dave, Dave Rogers. Rogers so and the, and if any of the AFF members or anybody who's in the Duran Cup, mm-hmm. uh, that tournament who's held in Aapne you know part yeah. Stadium in Delhi, please do let us know. What's yeah, do let there. us know a little bit more about the results <laughs> because it's not very easy to find out. Exactly, yeah. one of the dying tournaments in India. It's the third oldest tournament in the world, but one yeah, of the scenes. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. But now moving on from Indian football to its European counterparts, the big Champions League draw has been done with. Yeah, it's happy with the draw. My team is not there, so. <laughs> in general, are you? In happy? general, yeah, uh, there are a few interesting matches because of the the pot that they've come up in. Mm-hmm. I uh, Bayern Munich Atletico is going to be an interesting match. City versus Barcelona is there. Dortmund Real Madrid is there. Arsenal PSG would be a good match. Arsenal PSG, yeah, Arsenal will do what is necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, 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 my, I personally want to watch Leverkusen versus uh, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be an interesting match. But thankfully for Claudio Ranieri, it's a pretty winnable draw. That's how you put it. Isn't yeah, it? that's how I put it. Uh, <laughs> Naveen doesn't agree with me, but yes. I, I think with Porto, Brugge, and uh, FC Copenhagen, I think they can. They can easily, not easily. They can. There's no easy matches in Champions League, but they can win that group. But it's I quite winnable. Still think it's just a group from which Leicester. Can I mean, it's certainly qualifiable, but it, I think qualifiable. it's a winnable thing Porto, also. Yeah, it's Porto and Leicester. I don't see a third team challenging for those two spots in the last sixteen for the no, Champions no. League. Uh, and which one do you think is the toughest group in that? Especially, uh, I think it should be the Arsenal, PSG, Barcelona, and the Ludo Goretz group because. 
Basel tend to surprise when it comes to Champions League. You, rem- you remember the likes of Liverpool, likes of United who have seen the who been on the receiving end of Basel's fury when it comes to Champions League. Yeah, they are a, could happen this time. Yeah, they are they are a decent side. Mm. Um, maybe they will surprise. Uh, for me personally, I think the toughest group is uh, Tottenham's group, which has Leverkusen, Moscow, CSK, Moscow, and Monaco. Because all the teams are. X, maybe CSK is a little bit niche, but... But when, else, you, when you talk about CSK, it also has a lot to do with the travelling this team has to do to Russia. Yeah, you have to go... And most likely, it's going to be a winter... Exactly. A winter fixture, like mm-hmm. December fixture. And it's a very difficult place to go. And that is hard thing in itself. Mm-hmm. But I feel the teams are very evenly balanced. Like Monaco is a strong side. And then you have Leverkusen, who is... For the last couple of years, they've been doing... Getting out of the you know, group stage and going forward and German sides are generally mm. getting better and better. Right. So I think that's a good that's a good group. But what about Pochentino's side? How difficult will it be for them to find a way past this group into the last sixteen? It's gonna to be tough, but I think they'll do it. Like quite confident? Uh yeah they should. So the problem with that Pochentino is facing right now is Harry Kane looks a little bit jaded. Mm. He's got like two and a half years of non stop football behind him. Maybe give him a break and that should help a little bit. Uh, otherwise, and maybe they need a player in the mould of Mane who can run in behind. Mm-hmm. Vincent Janssen is a good player, but he's not hit the groove yet. But they Tottenham are notoriously show, you know, mm-hmm. slow starters, so I think they'll pick up pick as up the season, as season goes on. Exactly. But apart from that, any big matches that you're very keen on looking for? Uh, Juventus and Sevilla. Could I, be both. Yeah, Sevilla is an interesting team. Always been when it comes yeah. to European matches. And UA is also a big, big kit. They are looking for the Champions League, which is they made a statement with the signings that they had over yeah. the summer. So yeah, that's one match I'm really looking forward mm. to. But that's some time from now. But something that's happening right now, the Premier League, mm. we had an interesting week, isn't it? Like likes of City going on a rampage of three one victory over West Ham United. Yeah, but there were too many three. Three one three nil victories. This, yeah, but <laughs> this week. Uh, I looked at I watched City versus West Ham, and they were absolutely outstanding. City were outstanding. Sterling was. Sterling uh, seems to be different. He's a reborn player. Under in the first under. half, second half they seem to like kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, maybe that affected the West Ham. Mikel Antonio came back with the typical back post header that he always scores. Last Indeed. season he scored. He's now called up for the England. Uh, Squad for the friendlies, uh, the qualifiers. Yeah. So it's it's nice for him, but I feel maybe City, you know, they are still learning mm-hmm. their ways because that fullback comes into the centre midfield when the match is not when when they they have in when City is in position and attacking, and I just feel nobody has found a way past them so far. Mm-hmm. Like I know they have conceded goals here and there, like Sunderland yeah. scored against them, but most of the time it's a little difficult. That maybe it's this is a theory. So I'm again floating a theory like last time. So every episode, I every episode I need to find a theory. <laughs> so uh, when City is playing with one fullback coming inside and sending on the midfield mm-hmm. role, like a defensive midfield role, most of the team playing against City are already going there with the mentality of not to lose. Mm-hmm. So they're defending deep. So what if so they have play with the one striker thing. So what if you put two strikers up front? Mm-hmm. So you have more man up front because City attack with seven players. Mm-hmm. One fullback goes up, and all the midfielders and strikers they go up, and the wingmen stay wide and come inside to give width and all that. 
So that is an interesting thing. What if you have two? So you are taking a risk by putting two strikers mm. who are away from the game. So basically, man marking or you know marking everybody one on one. Mm. We are seven against seven, mm. and it's not a very comfortable situation. Mm. So do that, and maybe you can hit on the break because they don't really have a player who's got that much space. But Zavaleta is oh getting older mm. in age. Uh, Otamendi is not that quick. John Stones is quick, but how much has he played? And even oh, he's a starter. Oh. Like he's been good since he started playing with uh, Pep Guardiola. But if you get one knockdown and you have a striker who's pacey, it's very, it's a difficult thing to do, and it's a risky thing to do. But you might just get rewarded for it. But could your this theory be tested when City plays? Well, yeah, I am actually. Against a big, big team. So yeah. next, the next match of City is United. It's it's a, so Manchester, it's a Manchester derby. So maybe Mourinho will go mm-hmm. with like Rashford came off the bench and scored mm-hmm. for them against Hull, that winner. So you have a player like Rashford and Anthony Martial. Mm-hmm. If Jesse Lingard is fit by the time, you have three players with pace, mm-hmm. and Ibra who can knock down the ball because he's really strong mm-hmm. in the airs. So if you play two up front, maybe because Rooney is not going to do that for you anymore. Maybe he should not have Rooney in the team mm-hmm. for that one match. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can come in later or play in a deeper deeper mm-hmm. position. But maybe he needs more pace in that team mm-hmm. because that's your that's the way I see it. That they talking about the Manchester derby, both the teams have hundred percent win record till uh, this far in the Premier League. You know who is the other team who has hundred percent record? Let's talk about it later. Let's first <laughs> talk about the derby. Yeah. How nicely has this poised the Manchester derby? Mourinho up against Guardiola with hundred percent win record. I don't. I I I don't see it like that. It's too early to be, you know, thinking about hundred percent records at the moment. But especially going into this, building up into the. But Manchester United had a very tough game against Hull, who I who I think should give Mike Field in the job now. He's done. It's, a, it's been too. He's done a good job with that. Now they have fourteen outfield players, fourteen in the squad other than youth players. You, they most likely will get relegated because they just don't have enough personnel to to last the season. To last the season, but. Mike Phelan has done a good job so far, and just give him the job. He's been the Manchester United assistant manager for Ferguson for years, and he is a good mm. manager. But he was an assistant manager, and most assistant managers find it difficult to change because they are so you know put in that position. Right. So I think they he should give the job there. But Hull had a very decent game. They unfortunate they considered unfortunate. Yeah, I, Rooney had one of those good moments that he tends to have. Like if you notice, Rooney, every match he has like two really good moments. Hmm. Whether it's ending ending on a goal or not is otherwise because he may have a pedestrian game throughout, but he'll have two classy moments in the match. Which and that was Rooney's. yeah, that's and his his new statement yesterday. Yeah, yesterday he came up and said uh, he will quit international football after the twenty eighteen World Cup. Uh, uh, okay, it's a good news and I mean it's a big news, but. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody is expecting him to quit after twenty eighteen World Cup if he can last that long. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now about the other team with the hundred percent win record, Chelsea. Enter yes. your contest, Chelsea. Yeah, they. You seem very happy. Uh yeah, I think they still need so deadline rumors coming in. They are in for uh, David Luiz again for a thirty two million bid. Marcus Alonso is more looking like. How much was he sold for? Fifty. Fifty or forty-nine, something like that. Yeah, so he's the highest-paid defender, I think, or maybe John Stones broke it. I'm not sure, but uh, David Luiz is maybe coming back. You have Marcus Alonso. There's some disturbing rumors that Zuma is trying to, like Schalke is trying to sign Zuma, and Chelsea are considering it. I personally don't think it's a good idea. The one defender went on loan. Oh, that uh, Papa Delibodji. Hmm. 
No, they sold him and uh, this guy Baba Rahman went on loan. Baba Rahman went on loan. Uh, Lok Remy is going on loan. Yeah, Lok Remy has been left to go on loan. Uh, oh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, Crystal Palace has made some good uh, mm. signings of late. But a good ben place Dekhe. for a good place for Lok Remy to go because he'll end up getting a number of matches under his belt. So yeah, and he's also played under Alan Pardew in mm. Newcastle, so I think that will also help. Uh, Pardew is going through a you know turbulent phase as it is. But yeah, looking at Chelsea, one thing I really like a is... A 3-0 win over Burnley. Yeah, the, oh. they played like champions that day. Uh, very good very good match. I was very happy to see Oscar. I was really the, happy to see. Really excited to see the way he plays. Yeah, for all the you know tricks and nutmegs and the passes that he tries to do, his defensive work rate is also high. So you have two people now. Kante who runs around everywhere and you have Oscar, Oscar. who does the same. And that's really nice to see. And I am a huge fan of Oscar. Champions Leicester City getting a win finally. Yeah. After the third game, they beat Swansea two one. But yeah, that was a very slow game. Like Swansea, I don't know. Swansea doesn't look ready for some reason. That's just the way they I see. They have not reached the Premier League yet. I think. Uh, no, they are still struggling. <laughs> and then going moving on to your team, who mm-hmm. Liverpool, who drew against. Uh, Should have won the game. Uh, Spurs. Yeah, number of chances they created. See, the only positive that, one of the positives, not the only, but one of the positives that I can take out of the matches, we created a number of chances. The team created a number of chances. Unfortunately, people couldn't convert. Mane has been sensational once again. I think he scored the goal. It's like hairline, he was offside. Right. Yeah. So, so that could have been the winner. What's the scene with Sturridge? Because I don't, I personally don't like people moping around. And Sturridge is just not like a good exactly scene. Not, not, definitely not a good scene. If, the, if managers see, uh, I heard what uh, Klopp had to say. Klopp said, he picks the best eleven for the team. So on Saturday and Sunday, someone comes and uh, comes and ask him, "Why am I not in the team?" His only answer is very blatant, like because you're not the best. So instead of coming to the manager on a Saturday and Sunday and asking him, "Why was I not not in the team?" Go on a Monday after training, ask ask the manager, "What can I do? Where can I improve?" This is his problem I had with Sturridge mm-hmm. for a long time, even when he was in Chelsea, when he used to play a wide right mm-hmm. and Drogba used to go to center. There is no way Sturridge is going to replace Drogba. Exactly. And he was just moping around. Mm-hmm. Although Villas was under Villas was he had a good season, mm-hmm. half season, and then they dropped him. Went into Bolton. I mean, earlier he went was in Bolton mm-hmm. and when he was playing centrally. Mm-hmm. Again in Liverpool he played centrally Central. and got a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. And now Klopp doesn't want him to play. Mm-hmm. Even though he puts him wide left or wide right, he doesn't want him to stay wide left or right. You he wants to, him to come inside. Yeah, you need to. And it's a good thing for him to, for. A, Clinical finisher that he is, mm. coming off the wings will give him more chance to get a mm. you know Something more freedom in the box. But he does just start. doesn't get it, and I he's and how can Klopp go and say like he's my main man when half the time he doesn't even play? Mm. And people have been saying this for a long time now. Steven Gerrard wrote in his book mm. that Sturridge's problem is mental. It's like, nothing to do with his goal. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. Mm. And he's just things in in his head. Yeah, I I don't like him. Like maybe maybe it's time to cut ties. Sturridge. Probably look for another guy. We are approaching the deadline day today. No, I don't think you can sell him now. No, mm. but if not sell him, in, get another guy. Get I don't think time. anything. I don't think Liverpool Either are looking happen. for anything. We are done with done with our transfer. Liverpool, Manchester club seems to have done all the jobs. Unlike yeah. Arsenal, who's just gotten Mustafi. Mustafi and uh, Perez. Perez two signings. They've got him back, got him in, and uh, I think Wilshere is on his way out. Yeah. Perez is someone they really needed. <laughs> Over reliance on Giroud. No, Perez is also a very Arsenal-y player. Could you explain what an Arsenal-y player is? He's, on a, he's a good player, but 
he is not going to come in and change the change change the team like how an ibrahimovic does or how a sergio aguero would do coming into the side he's he's going to be a good hand he's going maybe he'll hit the ground running and start scoring i might be proven wrong but from what i've read of him i haven't seen much but what i've read of him he doesn't seems to be that impact player who's going to come and change anything he's a very typical arsenal player no rashford has a win to talk about now a 3-1 win over watford Uh, yeah, Shaka looked very good in that match. That's the positive. Ozil. Ozil, yeah. Was, maybe, maybe now we'll see Arsene Wenger's decision to rest Ozil and uh, Giroud and all for the first few matches. Give them a more extended pre-season. Will help them as it goes on. Because other players may be, you know, tired by the end of the season. Maybe that will help them. Let, let's see how far it goes. Yeah, moving on from England to Spain, the La Liga. Barcelona, the champions are up and running. Two wins and two. ீங் Celta Vigo 2-1. Uh, I think Celta close. played well in that match to be completely mm-hmm. honest. They had a decent chance of nicking a point before Cruz came back. Morata got the goal that he wanted opened his account for Real Madrid this season yeah. after his transfer from Juventus. Mm-hmm. And that was good to see. But the best one is uh, Las Palmas. Las Palmas uh, who's come back beaten 5-1. They beat Granada 5-1 leading the La Liga table. Early days. Early days, yeah. But it's a, ni- it's a nice story to talk about. Yeah. Especially considering the fact that Atletico Madrid have two draws. They drew with Leganes last weekend and the weekend before they drew with Alaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, they are, I won't, I won't say they are struggling, but there is something certainly wrong. Probably they have not reached uh, La Liga yet. Still travelling. Uh, well, yeah, Could may, start clicking a few more games. Yeah, obviously. We'll be three weeks on the line, you'll be saying you know, how great Atletico is. But that's a... Mm-hmm. good not so good a start maybe they're not completely ready yet i that last season's uh, loss the two final losses maybe still also still hurting them might be hurting them a little bit mm-hmm. there and uh, maybe But even nothing of that sort in germany is it oh no so uh, i think we are kind of running out of time so i'll just rush through it anecdotes time anecdotes time uh, obamayang got a double mm-hmm. for uh, dortmund, dortmund and started off in a you know very strong fashion lewandowski who scored a hat trick and eventually ended up with a hole in his boot uh, <laughs> as the bayern just went thrashing bremen six with six goals uh, that was fun to watch i watched the highlights of that match and maybe lewandowski should have had five and we said this when he scored the the first hat trick no the last season when he came oh, on right. as a substitute and hit four five goals mm-hmm. or four goals right. and he probably could have scored two more but he missed it but now same, I, same here probably could have got a couple more but If you're scoring three goals, I think he scored a hat trick the week before also in mm-hmm. the cup. So good, good start for Bayern. For Bayern, as we all did expect. Ancelotti seems to be, Bayern. you know, as Ancelotti is just Ancelotti. He'll just go anywhere and be part of the, you know, architecture of the club. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, he's one of those personality that happens there. Uh, Juventus won in the Serie A one nil against Lazio. Iguain again and Tami. Uh, I'm not sure who scored the goal. Uh, so anyway, they, I know they won. I, I forgot the name who scored the goal. Uh, Napoli, on the other hand, have taken to life after Higuain very well, <laughs> with uh, Milik scoring a double, four-two win over Milan, 
and milan finished with nine men because they got two red cards oh. it it was in a race what's happening yeah they are having a tough time to like you know nail anything on although they have bakka and all now mm. and chelsea tried to get ramon goli mm-hmm. who who italians believe is going to be the next person to build the defense on mm-hmm. and they are not willing to let him go so uh, i think few they look okay they are uh, again it's going to be a tough season for them inter milan is also still kind of gelling under frank de boer maybe i don't think i don't think anybody will challenge juventus for the title but maybe they can come back in the champions league spot But no matches to talk about next to these anyway. So international. Oh yeah, international break. Oh uh, one more. PSG, and Unai Emery lost their first match. Oof. Monaco three one. Nine Monaco. Nine Ibrahimovic doesn't seem to be. Good. Yeah, so they uh, although you know Cavani scored a goal in mm-hmm. return, they seem to be missing Ibra's presence in the team. You know, it's still only one or two matches into right. the league, and Monaco is probably one of the strongest teams mm-hmm. apart from PSG, with the likes of Moutinho and all in that. So. maybe it's a one off thing but it's an interesting thing the life under the new manager when i am re who came from sevilla i think right. it's not been a great start for them but still i don't see yeah still too early to talk about anything uh, yeah and coming next week would be the yeah. international friendlies friendlies and the qualifiers yeah friendlies i think by the time we do it it'll uh, yeah we'll have an episode to talk about the qualifiers i think we do okay fair, okay. fair enough and the india match will be done by then oof So I'm eagerly waiting to see the Indian team play. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. You watched the Bhutan match? I watched the Bhutan match. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't watch the Bhutan match. Yeah, I was streaming in office. Mm-hmm. By the time we'll also have the big match to talk about when it comes to football in India, the AFC Cup quarterfinal match. Mm. Yeah. Bengaluru yeah, uh, FC is up. No, I think that's on 14th, 14th, like two weeks yes. from now. Mm-hmm. So that will be again an interesting thing. We have. He'll be covering the match hopefully, so we can actually go and sit and see Let's the match. Let's see how it works. It's on Onam Day, so I'm I can't go home. A special occasion for many people in Bangalore and Kerala. Yeah, I can't go home. <laughs> I'm not going home because of the match. You're doing what you love. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's go with that. But actually, yeah, I could have gone home, but uh, I wanted to be part of that first quarterfinals that BFC played for the AFC Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all. Yeah, I think that's just about it. So. Uh, drop us comments and uh, all your responses all your suggestions yes like i said last time round in the last episode we are on facebook it's called Inj- facebook facebook page is called injury time the twitter handle is called injury time ind and yes our personal handles it's peter speaking and sandeep sandy the man sandy the man yes mm. you can drop in all your suggestions and your queries You have your own opinions. You can drop in those too. So yeah, and if you make any mistakes, it. if you want something spoken about, or if you think we can improve in some way, everything is welcome. Yeah, everything is welcome. Yes. Yeah. So that's all for this episode. Until we see you next time, or until you listen us next okay. time, have a great week and enjoy the game.